welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. I am so honored to have you here with me today where we talk about the business of real life. And today I am very honored to have with us, again, Brenda. We are continuing our interview. And Brenda is a specialist in natural wellness programs for children and teens and adults. And she is the author of an awesome book called Overweight Kids in a Toothpick World. What a great title. And it's a practical manual for families dealing with childhood obesity. And uh, Brenda has created In Balance Wellness and Weight Release Programs. And they're safe and simple programs that you can check out her links on our show notes. And, and please do check those out because you will find there a gift for you from Brenda. And it's an amazing smoothie handbook for quick and healthy smoothies for you and your family, especially when you're a busy working parent. And so let's, let's continue our interview with Brenda, and you do not want to miss this, where she's going to share three connections between healthy eating and better learning for your kids. So let's continue with Brenda. But before we do, let's have a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of being stressed out in the mornings and frustrated with nagging at your kids to get things done so they can get out the door faster in the morning? Are you too busy or just don't know how to help your kids to make good habits stick? Well, let's get our kids organized and independent and cooperative and into routine with Easy Daisies, magnetic daily schedules for kids. Easy Daisies was created by me, Elaine Tan Como, a school teacher and a mom of three by parent demand to help kids get out the door faster in the morning and have easier days. These fun magnets with everyday activities allow your children to take part in planning their day, which makes things smoother for everyone, especially mom. Now all the illustrations were drawn by me to make it simple enough for children who are non-readers, whether they are two or 12, to feel that accomplishment and that confidence in, in completing their tasks. And there's comfort in knowing what comes next, so there are no meltdowns and tantrums. Now, I've had happy moms email me telling me awesome things like getting 20 minutes of extra sleep every day because of Easy Daisies. That they just love that their kids are brushing their teeth without being told over and over, eating their breakfast, getting their socks and shoes on, and waiting at the door with their backpacks all ready to go. So if you want to check out Easy Daisies, I'd be honored at www.easydaisies.com and use this promo code ELAINE15 to save 15% on your entire order today. I, I know I was going to ask, why is it all so important to, to focus on eating healthy? And why is it so important for eating healthy to be a correlation with learning? I, I know we touched on it a little bit, but can you touch on it one more time? Why is healthy eating important with learning? Absolutely. I would say that there are, there are a zillion reasons why, but three really quick ones. Number one is that learning requires trace nutrients, vitamins, minerals, that kind of a thing. And if children are deficient in those, then there's going to be an impact on their ability to concentrate. So when we have a wide range of healthy foods in the diet, we're just tweaking all those little B vitamins, the zinc, uh, you know, magnesium, calcium, all the little things that are just we think they're little, but they're really essential. The second thing is that um, people don't understand the the role that blood sugar level fluctuation plays in learning. So if you've got a child that really needs a higher percentage of protein and fat, and they're starting every morning with cereal and a little bit of milk, they will have a nice little blood sugar spike. And by the time they get to school and they're sitting in that first class of the day, their blood sugar levels will be dropping. And we know that along with that, 
there's a reduced ability to concentrate, reduced ability to focus, and just assimilate the information. So if we give them a food that holds them longer and keeps their blood sugar levels staying you know, up and balanced longer, they're going to better be able to respond in class. Um, and then the third thing would be just we poor fats have taken such a bad hit in the last you know 40 years and everybody's like want to be fat free and get their kids on skim milk and whatever and we're just like no no like fats are extremely important for learning uh, well they're important for all kinds of things like the fact that every one of your cell membranes is made up of fat and I don't know about you Elaine but I like my cell membranes I like my cells to be intact, okay? So, you know, things like butter and olive oil and coconut oil and avocados and nuts and seeds, you know, don't become fat phobic and, you know, reduce those in your child's diet. They actually need a regular intake of that for brain chemistry, for mood balancing, for just the ability, again, to learn well. It's really important those are there as well. That is very important to point out because I think uh, our mentality as women is fats are bad Yes. And why are we giving our children fats? And and it is so true, like, to, to try to avoid those fat-free things for our children. And I think even ourselves as adults, because we are modeling to our children. And that's why I think I really am in love with the title of your book about that. Uh, yeah, overweight kids in the toothpick world. Yeah, <laughs> toothpick world, yes. <laughs> and that is, it, that's not reality. And, nope. uh and so we, we need to be very aware and conscious of our own conversations that we are having as adults because our kids are always listening and, and avoiding those fat-free and skim this and skinny that because there are a lot of healthy nutrients in that healthy fat. But uh, no, thank you. I'm going to move, I could talk to you about this forever. All great points, thank you very much. Now I'm going to move to your your uh, eureka moment. What is the best lesson, Brenda, whether in business or in parenting, or you could touch on both, that you have learned, whether from a mentor or from your own journey, that that makes you who you are today? Yeah, a couple couple things leap to mind there. You know, I'll, I'll start the business first, and I've I've taken a lot of different business trainings over the years. You know, we're always trying to make our wellness programs the best they can be, and. At one point, I was taking a program uh, on design and delivery um, for our workshops. And the woman leading the workshop drew this picture of a mountain. And she put a, drew a picture at the top of the mountain and then someone at the bottom of the mountain. And she said, here, and she focused at all of our workshop attendees. And she pointed to the stick figure on the mountaintop. And she says, this is you. You know, you've had training. You've got degrees. You practice putting what you preach, you know, for years, putting that into practice, maybe decades, you know. She says, it comes naturally and easily for you. Now, down here, she said, pointing to the stick figure at the bottom of the mountain, this is your potential client, someone that you want to work with and who really needs the information that you have. They've been busy doing other things, not necessarily studying what you have or spending time putting the lifestyle changes that you recommend into practice. She said, please, please, would you get off the mountain, come down and meet them where they are and extend a hand and support them in positive movement along the healthy living journey. And I'm going to tell you that like I, that picture is glaringly in my brain almost all the time. And it, it radically changed how we did our, our programming how we do our introductory workshops, the language that we use, uh, the small steps that we help people do in our programs. Like we really want 
our clients know that we are here for them, that we've been there, we live, we were there before, and that we managed through baby steps to have massive success in achieving wellness and weight release goals. And that if they just partner with us and follow our simple instructions, they too can have those results. So it 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 just always reminds me go down the mountain, go down the mountain. So that would be my business one. Okay. <laughs> no, thank you. I love that visual. I can picture it. Yeah. And then with kids, you know, and I, I, I wish I could say I learned this with my first kid, Elaine. I wish I could learn it with my second kid. Maybe there's a reason why I needed so many children in my life, but really, and it's going to sound cliche, but it's like, don't sweat the small stuff. Like, like I just feel like you got to pick your battles of what you're going to go to the wall for and that means really it comes down to your values like what are you most trying to pass along values wise to your children and those are the really important things that you'll be spending the time in the car on the way to soccer talking about and you know when they're coming and knocking on your door and they're teenagers and it's two o'clock in the morning you're like are you serious can you not can you not come up with things that you want to confess like at eight in the evening instead of at two in the morning you know but just breathing, not worrying about what state the room is in, maybe right this week, maybe we need to attend to a really significant values thing that a kid is coming up against. And, you know, so just trying to, I guess, not put the same weight on everything, pick the things that are really important and focus on those. So that's what I've tried to do, not always successfully, but getting better at it. No, I I love that. I love that. I love don't sweat the small stuff. And uh, because I think that's when the nagging can kick in. And and then I think kids kids can tune out. Yes. And and it is hard. I I find myself, I have to like just put a clamp on my tongue and just walk by that that messy bedroom because there's other issues going on that need more important attention. And uh, no, thank you for that. Thank you. Now, you know that I am the Easy Daisy Lady, the creator of those daily visual routines for primarily children. So I have to ask you about that most important routine of your day, your morning routine. Brenda, can you tell us what your morning routine is? Absolutely. Now, I have to warn you, okay, after five kids, I pretty much figured out that if I'm going to get anything done when it's relatively quiet, that means getting up early. So I'm a pretty early riser, especially if I'm working on a major project, like when I was writing my book. Okay. So that might mean four or five o'clock in the morning. Okay. Nowadays it's more like six. And so I take a few minutes for quietness and gratitude. Either I write in a journal that I keep, or I read something uplifting, like maybe like a daily Bible verse, or, you know, just a, a book that I'm reading that's really helping me to stay focused spiritually so it's not a little bit of a quiet time there okay and then I always get ready for my day then shower dress make the bed that kind of thing and then after that um, there'll be either um, I we teach a smarter rather than more exercise thing so I don't exercise every single day but there might be a walk or yoga class and then my favorite breakfast okay green smoothies Um, I'm the type who can do some fruit at breakfast, don't do well on eggs, okay? So a big green smoothie, and then it's on to email replies, work, that kind of stuff, okay? When the kids were younger, then of course it was time with them, breakfast and making lunches. Now that my kids are 19 and up, they are doing all of that and out the door for university or work, etc. So I touch base with them usually later. No, I love that. Thank you very much. Um, I I have a, a question about breakfast. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about eggs. So if my children don't like eggs, which just throws me off because it's like one of nature's healthy foods, is that a sign that they 
they just don't like it because they're being picky or because it doesn't agree with them because of my three children two of them will gag (laughs) (laughs) if they eat an egg and I'm like oh okay don't eat it Okay, well, I'll give you a quick little overview on that. Okay, when children eat generally pretty healthy, so if they're not getting a lot of things that would skew their taste buds, like a lot of sugar or processed foods, I tend to suggest that parents listen to that gag reflex, okay? Um, and it, you know, if it's all the time, sometimes if it's that they're maybe more leaning towards more of a vegetarian body type, it may simply be it's too heavy a food in the morning. Like I love omelets, but I like them for supper. Okay, so if it's at different times of the day they would like them, it may be that, you know, they just they just need a lighter breakfast. But they also, eggs can be one of the foods that children are more intolerant of. Uh, there's a few foods that if we're going to have allergies or intolerances, you know, eggs are in that category. Okay, if you find out that they do do better on proteins in the morning and you they don't really prefer eggs, that means you're looking at nut butters, You know, you can do leftover supper, like lots of parts of the world do not have cereal for breakfast. They have, you know, um, uh, beans and rice or fish and vegetables, okay? So you can think a non-conventional North American breakfast that still have some protein in them or, you know, a handful of really high quality trail mix and some snap peas, for example. That's a great breakfast as you're heading out the door to school, that kind of thing. That is true to... To think outside of the box, that it isn't just about toasts and waffles and bacon and eggs. Exactly. Yeah. They can do bacon and vegetables. If they don't want to do the eggs, they can do bacon and vegetables. And there's way, there's tons of recipes now for even waffles and pancakes that include like almond flour, you know, so they're higher protein content. Yeah. I don't know about our listeners, but I, I, I'm ready to like run and start doing a lot of these things that you just talked about. Great. Good. <laughs> and I... I I wanted to touch on one last thing, your habits, your habits for maintaining success in business or in health or in, or in family. Do you have one or, or two or three habits, Brenda, that, that uh, you could share with our listeners that you think has helped you along your journey to success? Absolutely. Um, I think probably the first one would be to keep an open mind. I'm a research junkie. I love research. And in the 35 years that I've been involved in the health industry, um, I would say the amount of new research that's come up has just been phenomenal. So I, you know, keep an open mind, not only to information, but I, you know, to new ways to help people learn. Uh, You know, I love looking at all the different intelligences. So I'm keeping an open mind so that I am helping people learn in different ways and then new ways to help people follow through on the things they say are important to them. So if they have food addictions, how can I help them work with that? So yeah, keep an open mind. Next, um, have a non-judgmental attitude. You know, you don't, it's kind of like that mountain analogy that I gave you. You know, we don't know a person's history or a situation. I, I don't know the physical or emotional or spiritual factors that have contributed to their current state. But if I can approach them openly and humbly and helpfully, whether that's a client or my child, you know, we can both learn and grow and improve in wellness. So, you know, open mind, non-judgmental attitude. And the last thing I would say is just, you know, a huge fan, very important um, in the focus on trustworthiness and integrity. 
I, it's really important to me that I say, uh, that what I say I do, I, I follow through on. Okay, so whether that's following up with my clients, you know, going and baking cookies with my kid at three o'clock, like I did yesterday when she texted me and said, you want to cook, bake cookies this afternoon? You know, um, it also means owning up to mistakes I make because I have made tons of them in business and with my family and with my husband, you know. So owning up to those and making them as right as I possibly can. So yeah, those three things, open mind, non-judgmental attitude and and tons of integrity, I guess. I think all those three are amazing. And uh, thank you. I love that. And we can end it on that note of, of keeping an open mind, being non uh, <laughs> sorry, having a non-judgmental <laughs> attitude and and having that integrity and trustworthiness to, to do what you say and say what you do. Brenda, before we go, can you tell our listening audience where could they find you to get more information where they need help? Absolutely. Easiest is probably online and they can go to www.inbalancelm.com. So inbalancelm.com. LM stands for lifestyle management. We try to help people manage their lifestyle as well. That's right. Perfect. Because it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's not a quick fat diet. <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> Brenda, I know that uh, I've been inspired and encouraged and motivated and and. I want to thank our listening audience as well, and I hope that they too have been inspired in their journey of learning and business and parenting. Brenda, thank you for, very much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Elaine.